Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome back to the Asian Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Caffarella. We've got a special guest joining us from Colorado, Chris Lopez. Chris, how's it going? Really good, Tom. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast, man. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like we talked about kind of before we got started, it's all about talking about the aging stories. And I guess I want to start with how you got into real estate to kind of begin with. Um, yeah, so I'll give you a little bit the, the longer version of it. Uh, I turned 40 next year when I was about 20 years old going to college. I went to college for engineering, traditional, you know, get a job, get a W-2, work, retire one day, and did not like that vibe. That was not a fit for me, but ended up reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, which is a classic book that changes a lot of people's trajectories. Read that when I was 20 or 21 just opened my eyes as to what you can do in entrepreneurship and investing. And that really struck a chord with me. So I got bit by the real estate bug then, uh, but being about 20 years old and the junior or sophomore college, I wasn't in a position to go out there and start investing in real estate, or at least that's what I told myself at the time. But yeah. I went down the entrepreneurial path, got into uh, online marketing and learned sales and marketing, which I felt like were critical business skills. And I was able to actually graduate college, not needing a job from some of the online businesses I built up. And so made some good continuity program. These were like, you know, products that people buy every single month, good residual income on there. And then started doing stock trading uh, and currency trading as I had some time and capital. Did a really bad, got really bad results at those two. I'm like your typical person you talk to like, oh, it was great. You know, I spent a year and a half doing it. I had my four computer monitors. Uh, you know, I probably made like nine cents an hour over like two, you know, two years or so. Um, yep. But I always had real estate in the back of my mind. And that's when I realized I was like, son of a gun. I talked years ago about pivoting to real estate. I did not do that. And I'm playing a zero sum game in the stock market, which I yep. cannot win. Uh, yep. I can't win against robo traders. I can't win against the Goldman Sachs traders. I'm not going to win. So yep. I went completely passive, you know, index fund investing uh, in the stock market and realized, hey, in real estate, there's an advantage for me to go in there and be an active investor where if I know something or if I hustle, I could not only find a better than average deal, but it's also not illegal insider trading like the stock market is. Yep. So those two things really shifted in me. Um, and then like 2012 timeframe, um, you know, I was getting out of stock trading. Those businesses were winding down. I was like, you know, this is a time for me to shift into real estate. Um, took me a couple of years to make that shift. You know, like a lot of people, I meandered some. Uh, one of my mottos in life is to fail forward. I'm happy to fail. I feel like failure is a great, great teacher. Um, so I went out there and I did a fix and flip. Mm -hmm. I made $25,000, absolutely hated it. Um, <laughs> well, I, and I realized too, like my, my skills are marketing and sales and doing some longer term financial modeling. Like, cause I realized for the fix and flip, there were three things I had to do. Generating the motivated buyers. Yep. Um, 
I'd have to go in there and do the sales, go in there really quick, make the offer, and then also run the project, you know, as a GC or hire a GC. Uh, and those three skill sets were not my strength. I know marketing, but more from a branding standpoint, not the motivated seller. I'm not big for that brand because that's it's sales, it's transactional. Hey, who can get there the fastest? Who can make the offer? Who can go really fast? And it's just, you got to move quick. I was like, oh, I can build it out, but it's going to take a lot of time and resources. But it didn't align with like my interest or my skill sets. Mm-hmm. I'd rather leverage my current skill sets, you know, where I can start at like, you know, mile five versus mile zero. Um, so I started shifting towards more marketing, more, uh, you know, non-flipping stuff. Helped a friend who was a very successful flipper and a very successful wholesaler in the Las Vegas market. He wanted to take his marketing online. So I was like, cool, I can do that. I had the idea of help him out, copy paste it here to Denver, and I would be off to the races. Again, didn't go quite according to plan. I got my butt kicked by, uh, you know, by doing the online advertising. And it was very humbling because I was a variable. He already had a business. I was a variable. And it was just very, very tough. And I was like, again, same thing. I don't want to do that. Uh, and then made a transition over to uh, becoming a junior broker at a commercial real estate firm, you know, like a multifamily, 15-unit, 100-unit multifamily now, what firm. What year was this at this point, just so I can get an idea in my head? This was probably 2016. Cool. So this is like about five years ago. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, Got into multifamily brokers. You know what? I want to buy rentals. I want to work with investors when they do commercial route. Uh, Went in there, found a brokerage and started off as a junior guy and realized very quickly that, again, it wasn't my company because that was all I didn't learn investing. It was just cold calling and can I get a listing to sell a property? And that's all they cared about, which didn't align with my interest nor did it go with my background in like marketing and generating leads. Cause I was like, well, I can cold call all day, but we also have this thing called the internet, which we could use. Yeah. No, 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 we can't do that. Um, so again, you know, three times fail, 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 but they're all good learning experiences. And then my wife and I actually started looking for a house for us to buy in Denver. Uh, Cause we were living out of state at the time. We started looking in Denver to buy a place. We'd fly out, go to open houses, you know, and I was very clear when I we need these agents. Hey, I want to buy this. Here's what I'm looking for, this, this, and this. Shoot me an email, call me next week, and let's talk. I talked to about 10 agents over like a couple of weeks of doing that. What's your guess for how many who followed up with me? Oh man. I mean, I know it's low and and I, I kind of want to guess one, but based on what you're saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna say zero. You got it. No, it was one. There was there was at least some of that followed up with me. Okay. And that told me, I was like, in my mindset, I was like, well, oh, this is what agents are doing? And some yep. of these guys and women are making money? Oh, I can do this. I can do this better <laughs> than they can. Like, Because it's basic sales. Hey, provide value and follow up. Like, it's hey, show up. Yep. Um, and so that's when it clicked for me. You know what? Became, becoming a real estate agent was the right path for me in yep. terms of it leveraged my skill set. And I focused on a rental niche, not fix and flip niche, but hey, rental niche, because that's my focus and my goals. And I realized that was the best move for me. So I became a real estate agent because that was the best path for me to go out there and achieve my investing goals. And this was 2016? Uh, yeah, 2016 was commercial. 2017, I got licensed in Colorado. So 2017 cool. so- at this point for like a resi brokerage. Okay, cool. So and where did you start? What brokerage were you at? 
Uh, your castle real estate. Okay, cool. So they're they're a small local, or you know, they're a, they're a local independent firm. So you know, a lot of times we talk on this show about like you know, people will say, oh, like I can't be an agent and an investor at the same time. You jumped into the residential world, saying, hey, I want to learn about investing, so I'm going to serve that type of client, right? Yes, and I think this is a very good thing for everyone, especially agents, to keep in mind is I was trying to learn investing. Um, and I was doing a lot of people, I was on Google, I was on Bigger Pockets, I was trying to find information and I found lots of great educational information, but it's very like more like national focused. Yep. And a lot of it said, hey, find someone in your backyard. And I was like, well, who the heck is that person in my backyard? And after three months, I was like, oh, oh, that can be me. Yep. I'm not the only dude out here Googling and listening to podcasts frustrated yeah. about Denver. Yeah. So that was my button that got me, you know what? That's the niche. And it, it clicked because I could carve out a niche. And I'm a big believer that the riches are in the niches. Um, it's a huge niche though. That's the crazy part. Like, you know, in terms of like, who wants to buy, who wants to invest in real estate? It's a lot of people. But like you said, it gives a niche for sure. Exactly. And so I just, you know, and I, and rather than like my whole approach to building my business, marketing it for the real estate agent business, I've always followed the philosophy is I'm going to focus on what I want to learn about what I want to do. Because what that does is that gets me excited when I wake up in the morning. It's more genuine. Yep. Let's be real. Any business, especially being an agent, it's a grind. Yep. It takes, takes a couple of years to start building a really good business. So if I'm not excited about it and passionate about it, the grind becomes a lot tougher. And I'm happy to grind, but I'd like to grind towards something that I like and enjoy and then the stars on, I could, I could build a niche business, which allowed me to network with other people around town. It allowed me to learn and also gave me the capital to go out there and start buying properties. So those were three things I lined up or going for and just focused on that and then launched a website, launched a podcast. And I found a great mentor around Denver, um, just an icon around the community, gentleman named Charles Roberts. Great agent, one of the co-founders of the brokerage I'm at, very successful investor. Everyone knows him around town. And one of my key successes, I found a great mentor and I was able to leverage him as the expert, leverage his network. And then I learned and I basically became an expert by association because I was with mm -hmm. him and his network and that elevated me extremely quickly. So how did that tie into kind of your traditional sales i mean i guess in terms of like building your brokerage career how i, I i'm i'm kind of i got an idea of what where this is going but can you just explain like how that led into you building that yes um so actually when i when i got i started cold calling brokerages while i was in california and i'd say hey i'm not licensed i don't live in colorado but in one year to 18 months of moving out there, getting licensed. So I was yeah. a very hot prospect. That, for that, recruiting, that's that's you know? not an engineer mindset, right? To, to plan that far in advance, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's also like, you know, people like, well, who, you know, we already know agents have a very low barrier entry and a high attrition rate. And you yeah. get someone calling like that. Okay. You're, you're not a, yeah, I'm worth a phone call, but you know, I was, I was pleasantly persistent and I bulldogged my way in a pleasant way to talk to people. Um, and the first year out there, I, I launched everything in April or May of 2017 uh, and then moved out to Denver a year later in April 2018. 
my whole plan was to leverage my relationship with Charles, my mentor, start doing the online marketing, generate leads. Cause you know, it takes, it takes time and there's a pipeline component to building a business uh, and real estate is not a quick sales cycle. So I was like, great, I can go out there, build my pipeline, get some experience. When I come out, I can hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. So I generated, we did 12 deals that first year while I was not living in Colorado. Uh, Charles or other agents worked them. I got a referral fee. And the plan was I came out, I would then work the leads myself and then pay Charles referral fee for mentoring. Uh, so that was a plan I moved out here. And I quickly realized I did not like being an, a, a traditional transactional agent. Uh, because I didn't know that skill set. And plus it came very apparent to me that like, I am really good at branding and marketing and lead generation. And most agents are not good at that. They're good at doing deals and negotiating and doing contracts. So I was like, well, I'm going to spend all this time learning a skill that I don't have. I can learn it, but I'm going to spend two years learning it when there's a hundred agents out here who have that skill set, but zero with my skill set for lead gen. Mm-hmm. So a few months of, you know, figuring things out, trying to wear my agent hat, trying to wear my marketing hat, trying to wear my dad hat. I was just like, I, this is not sustainable. I'm, I'm being mediocre across all the board, which is a very, very bad recipe. And then I made the shift or Charles and I made the shift to where I just went straight marketing. And then that allowed me to go out there and really start scaling the, the brokerage side uh, where, you know, fast forward, what, three and a half, three and a half years later, we have a team about 20 people, six are agents. We have two full-time in-house TCs. I have an operations manager and then uh, got uh, two people on the business development side, client retention side with me and about a seven person marketing team for content production. Uh, And so I really focus on building brand, generating leads, educating people, and that creates a funnel then for the rest of our team to go in there and do their, do their role. And rather than, you know, an agent doing everything, we have segmented all the roles to where I do the front end content, me and the biz dev team get people, you know, lined up, strategy figured out, ready to go. They go to the agents, agents go out there, execute, and we have a whole team in place so people play their strengths and we've built a really good machine that way. Let's take a quick break from the episode. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. That's awesome. You know, you talked about the brand, you know, multiple times. I see a book in the background. I don't know if it's yours or not. Might be. I'm going to guess it might be. Um, So what is the brand? And how are you, obviously, to, to have a team that that, that's that size, which is pretty significant, you've got two transaction coordinators, right? So that's a yep, lot of deals. We're that, third right now. And that's, so that's a lot of transactions to be able to do that. So what is the magnet that's drawing all these people in? So I, I am not created with names. The website is called denverinvestmentrealestate.com. The podcast yep. is called the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast. So it's very obvious to my audience as they go out there and Google or podcast search that, oh, they type in real estate investing in Denver, I pop up. That's my high-level audience. So my philosophy there is just give an amazing amount of value away for free, um, but have it be hyper-local. All yep. Denver, all Colorado specific. So it's just we, we do three podcasts a week, emails, uh, we SEO, 
I do a lot of work in bigger pockets, go out there and build brands. So it's just content, 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 because people are invisible customers right now. Any client, whether they're investor or retail client, they're thinking about their transaction months or a lot of times years before they do, especially for investors. So my whole goal is with that content, while they're out there being the invisible customer and they're out there Googling and Instagramming and all that stuff, they're getting it from me and my team. And so then when they're ready to reach out or make a move, guess who's top of mind? Yep. I am. Um, and it's that, that really cool thing where like, you know, you read a book, you listen to a podcast, you feel like you know the author. Yep. But it's a total one-way relationship, often fictional in your mind. Same thing. People know me. Uh, they already like me, know me, trust me. I'm like, cool, Chris, I want to work with you. So it's a very good uh, tool that way. And so the whole idea is we have all that content and our two main lead captures or two main lead magnets. Our first one is just, we call it our free toolkit. Nothing fancy, a rental property spreadsheet, a fix and flip spreadsheet, uh, and a house hacking spreadsheet. And we also have some like local investing resources for some like, you know, investing maps and some trend booklets that our brokerage publishes, really good like local data. Yep. And so that's a huge lead magnet where people come in, free download, put your email address in, answer a few questions. And that's like the first step of the funnel. And the next step is we have an investment consultation where people then when they want to, you know, talk to me or a team member, they fill it out. Uh, name, phone, email, market they want to invest in, what strategy you want to do, and a simple open-ended question about, tell us about your real estate investing goals. And then people filled out, we get gold from that, really good clarity on what the client wants, if we're a great fit for each other, hop on a call, and then the whole sales process starts, they get plugged in the machine, and then it's just off to the races. I love it. I mean, that's like, you know, the stuff you read about on ClickFunnels, that's the stuff you read on any kind of like internet marketing thing, right? From 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 top to bottom. So that's built, you know, your real estate team. And I'm sure that throws off transaction, you know, again, two, two transaction coordinator or maybe three coming soon transaction coordinator worth of transactions. But you didn't get into this business to do transactions. And I know transactions make you money, they pay the bills. But how is this kind of segued or how is this structure helped you personally invest? Um, so it's, you know, obviously it's generated capital because um, I'm, I'm basically the rainmaker when it comes to Legion. So, you know, it generates capital that way. Um, but it's also generated an amazing network for me around town. Through the last four years of, you know, really leveraging my mentors relationship and education and just out there recording podcasts with you know people around the market and just constantly pushing out the content. I have a very good brand awareness for who Chris Lopez is and who our team is here in Colorado. And so through that, um, I've gotten the capital, I've gotten the education, and then I know what a good deal is. Um, and so you know, some of the deals I've bought have come from friends, other investors. You need to sell out something for a 1031. Makes sense for me. Some come from the MLS. But those three things, the networking, the education, the capital has been my springboard to go out there and invest. And for the record, I am, I am not the world's greatest investor. I am many, many, many rungs down from that. Um, I'm like my typical client. And our typical client is they have a full-time job or business. They have a family. They invest in the stock market. And they want to buy a few rentals here and there for long-term retirement planning. 
Um, and so that's, and so that's exactly me as well. Again, going back to like allotting my interest with the business. And so all that allows me to go out there and buy one or two properties a year. So yeah. I'm not buying the best deal of the year. I often buy turnkey stuff, try and do birds. It's very tough in the market doing, uh, you know, major, uh, rehabs. I have no interest in my time is better spent, you know, on my business, my real estate, my real estate agent business not me working on my investing. So I view my investing as very like passive, very hands-off. I was going to say, you know, I, but I think that's a perfect thing for, you know, the, the bulk of this audience, because the bulk of this audience are successful real estate agents who a lot of them, some invest, but some of them want to invest and haven't yet. You know, you've said this like a, a bunch of different times in a bunch of different ways. And it's, I think it's important to kind of reiterate. It's just like, you got to figure out what you're passionate about and what you're good at. And yep. you establish that. And that's, that's your moneymaker, right? And that, that pays your bills probably more than pays your bills. Um, but then the investing doesn't have to be this full-time buy a thousand units a year type of thing. And, you know, one of the th key things that we always focus on in, in this podcast is like agents don't have that retirement plan. They don't have that 401k and you don't need to buy 10 properties a year to get to that point, one or two a year more than does it. And I think one story that um, I've told on this podcast before that I think is like one of the best ones I've heard is an agent who um, their goal was to buy one rental property a year, have a 15 year uh, pay down, 15 year amortization. And after the 15th year, have a house paid off for the next every every year for the next 15 years. So that by the time their career was over, They've got 15 properties, you know, completely, you know, free and clear, just a small thing. And I was thinking about it and myself, I'm always very aggressive going out there. I got to do more. got to do more. And I'm like, yeah, 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 that's all you need is that, that if you can execute on that one plan, that very simple one a year, that's it. That's, I mean, that's what, you know, that's all you need. So um, I wouldn't discount, you know, what you're doing. You don't have to be someone who's buying a thousand a year. Uh, to to get because because what are we all what are we all getting into this business for? We're getting into it for kind of the lifestyle that we want. And you've got a business. It sounds like that you're excited to get up in the morning for. You're achieving your investment goals. You're achieving your income goals. You seem like you get to do what you want pretty much all day long, right? I mean, you're you're not involved in the transactions like you don't want to be. You're basically creating content, providing value. I mean, I think that's a huge you know, success and a huge win. Yeah. And yeah. Thank you. I mean, I have like, I mean, 90% of my days on stuff I love. There's always that. Well, well, 90% is pretty, pretty yeah. good. I mean, so I, I'm thrilled at it. Like the whole like, yeah, you know, yeah. lifestyle design, business design. Like I, my whole philosophy is do what I'm passionate about, do what I'm good at, then find people that are passionate and good at things that I'm not good at and align our interest. And that's how we built the whole model. And it's worked extremely well. And so that's filtered what, down to our clients as well. So what would you say, like with everything that you've done so far, like for somebody that's like on here listening, thinking about investing in some capacity, I guess, what's the biggest key or piece of advice that you could give them that you wish you knew kind of starting on day one? Don't overthink it. Um, and don't take all these rules of thumbs off the internet, like, you know, yeah, I'm big on bigger pockets. I assume a lot of your audience knows bigger pockets. So they've been, hey, the 2% rule, the 1% rule, 
that stuff hasn't worked for many, many years. But I stuck out like, hey, I'm going to use this rule that I found off bigger pockets. Let me go out there and analyze properties. Nothing but the 1% rule. So I didn't invest. Um, and then not having that local information and getting too like caught up on details held me back for a while. But I mean, the biggest thing is like, if you look at historically at real estate, if you just buy a property and hold on to it, yeah, you're pretty much going to make money. Like, I know rents go up, prices go up. Don't rethink it. Um, so just get in there, buy a property, but make sure you also mitigate your risk. Um, because my biggest thing, I'll go out there, buy a property, let me just make sure I can go out there and not lose it. Because if I can hold on to it for a couple years or a long time, I'll be rich. That's what it looks like, you know. Um, well, the thing that the, the thing that you mentioned in the beginning that just kind of like it's kind of mind blowing to me, just if you kind of like analyze human behavior, right? So if you think about it like this, there's millions of people every day that get up, play the lottery, play scratch tickets, go to the casino. And they're yep. okay knowing that their odds are like almost zero that they're ever going to really make any big money off of it. Then you spent two years, you talked about it in the beginning, maybe two and a half or something like that, trying to beat the stock market. And in hindsight, you probably realized at this point that the odds were stacked pretty heavily against you. Maybe <laughs> yes. a little, maybe the odds are a little bit better than going out there, going to the casino. I don't know. I don't, maybe not, but they're, they're pretty stacked against you. And what you said about real estate, I think that's the number one takeaway from everything that you said, which is like the, everything is stacked in your favor as long as you can hold it. And I hear this all the time, like, when's the market going to crash? And, you know, I've been hearing this forever and I'm not saying it won't, but like you said, if you can hold the asset, you know, if you're, if you're up there, if you get like two, two more years left to retire, the market timing matters. Um, you mentioned that either you're 40 or you're going to turn 40. I'm going to turn 40 in July. So we both have, I think, a while left with this game. So Hopefully. if you're, if you're, you know, in our age bracket, a little bit older or a little bit younger, you got plenty of time. This this market cycle, whether it's going to go up, down, sideways, like as long as you can hold the asset, you're going to be in a good position. I totally agree. And I think, you know, this is where I think, you know, for agents who will get into investing, this is where you can mix investing with your businesses. I, because I have the same question, are we in a bubble? That was my first thought for a couple of years. You know, Denver's been a hot market since the, the crash in 2008, a hot, hot market. So, oh my gosh, price gone up so much. What should I do? Well, I spent time learning how returns work, learning the real estate cycle, but also paying attention to trends and data. And once I realized, oh, you know what? Like all the trends and data point towards that we're not in a bubble. We have a severe housing shortage and way more people are moving here. That's supply and demand. I boil it down yeah. to a very, very simple metric, supply and demand. And so once I learned that, I was able to create content around that. I was able to go out there and confidently invest. I was also able to go out there and guide my clients out there as well who had the same questions and say, no, here's what I found. I'm putting my money where I'm at, my mouth is. Here's where I think this, this, and this. And that gives clients confidence and then becomes a self-feeding or self-fulfilling cycle where they come back, they buy properties, um, and all the interests are aligned. So it's good for me, good for my client, and good for business. I love it. So um, I know that you're, you're really hyper-focused on, on the Colorado market. I'm sure most of your content, even though it might be city-specific, would you know, be applicable to, to a lot of people around the country. And I'm sure you've got listeners from around the country. Uh, for our listeners, if they want to learn more about what you do, listen to your podcast, get your book, 
how can they find out more about, about you and about your investing uh, methodology? The easiest thing would be to like literally Google Denver real estate investing. I will pop up. You can go to denverinvestmentrealestate.com or type in Chris Lopez Denver. Like I said, you type in, I will show up. Um, but that's the easiest way. And then all the content of the market is there. And a lot of the strategies are as well. And there's one thing I actually want to give a really good tip to your listeners out here. Did point out one of the books back here. Yeah, I, I publish about two books every single year. Yep. Um, and this is a really, really fun one. Uh, this is called The Annual Guide to Colorado Real Estate Investing. It's a crowdsourced book on how to invest in real estate, but it's a Colorado connection. So I write the front chapter, that you know, the front material, and hey, the market updates, uh, what's going on, talk trends, just higher level stuff. But in this last book, we had 30 or 31 people contribute to the book. That's awesome. Um, every year I publish a new book. Guess what my business card is? It's the book. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I literally don't have business cards. The book is my business card. I, I give it to people. I mail it out to people because flyers and business cards, they get the trash. Yeah. Books, they are trash. Yeah, they belong in the trash. When was the last time you threw away a book? Yeah. It's very, yeah. very rare. Uh, maybe since you're 40 like me, go back home to your parents' space and be like, hey, can we get these books from college? Yeah, let's throw those away. But it's very rare that people throw away books. So they hang out. And then plus, if you're an author, whether it's good content or not, if you're an author, you do have instant credibility. So I'm a yep. big proponent of doing like, now it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. You have to figure out how to create content and self-publish a book. But it is an amazing way to go out there and market, along with like doing a podcast. Those are two things that have helped me really go out there and build my real estate agent business and also go out there and build my investing portfolio as well. So I love the book route. That's awesome. All right, Chris. Well, um, you know, it's been fun. You shared a lot of nuggets. Um, and obviously our listeners know how to reach out to you. So I want to thank you for for taking your time. I know you're busy, you got a lot going on, but um, very valuable stuff. Thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks so much, Tom. All right, guys, we'll be back again next week with another uh, interview from the Asian Investor Podcast. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to Agent Investor, and especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.